Welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat, schedule for one fall podcast. My name is Pat, and I'm your host, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hi. How you doing today, Jen? Good. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. It we is re- Mother's Day. We are recording this on Mother's Day. Um, we actually saw my mom earlier, mm-hmm. and we mentioned old school wrestling, and she um, just didn't, didn't, didn't bite. She said nothing. Yeah. She was she was a Razor Ramon fan though she she loved Razor. Well, I think we mentioned Roman Reigns. We did. And we were trying to explain. Well, this is not old school wrestling. We were but trying to explain the connection yeah. between Roman Reigns and The Rock, but we yeah. did mention that she didn't know who he was. We enjoyed ourselves on our SummerSlam podcast. Hope you guys did too. That was fun. But we're back at the grind here. I think all the pay per view podcasts need to be accompanied I, with a few beverages. Have that kind of high energy. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was fun. And I was a little fun. bit nervous when I was listening back to it. And, uh, it wasn't we, as bad we as didn't, Yeah, no, no. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I hope. Yeah. Well, Don't correct me if I'm wrong. Or do. But nicely. We're here now. Hi. Closing out a couple different things here. We're closing out the house show on August 10th that was filmed August 10th, 1992 in Huntsville, Alabama. With two Superstars episodes airing 9-5 and 9-12. We, we're going to, I mean, we kind of talked about the SummerSlam already, so we kind of broke down the matches there, but now we're coming out and we're dealing with some new revelations, new events, new feuds, maybe older feuds that we're bringing back into the forefront to get ready for our March to the Survivor Series. You excited, Jen? Yo, do you see that? All the way in the distance. You can start to see it. Can you see it? I can't. I'm still here. It's a teeny tiny itty bitty Manhattan Center show. It's coming. It's a little tiny itty bitty baby Monday Night Raw. And it's it's within eyeshot. Almost. And right off the top, I am going to say this. We are actively searching for a new name for the podcast when we get to the Raw years. So if anyone does listen to this and has any ideas for any names, we are open to suggestions. Yeah, I feel... We have a lot of words. Yeah, we got a lot of words. But maybe, it, maybe we should just change it to scheduled for one fall, but it still is a mouthful. Yeah, BLC. We don't know. But yeah. what we do know is we know that we got two shows to break down. Like I said, these shows were filmed before this SummerSlam event, so it's actually kind of good that they're lumped together. Let's check them out. We had, let's do our match rundown as we normally do. On the September 5th show, we had the Legion of Doom. Well, first we have... Oh, okay. Are you just doing the matches? Just match rundown. Okay. We had the Legion of Doom <sighs> with Paul Ellering and Rocco. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to see him again. I thought it was over. But again, like we said, this was filmed August 10th. So I he's still it. in the lexicon. He's still out there against Gary Jackson and uh, Jerry Stevens. They won that. We had... S- shocking. Nails defeating Tommy Stevenson. Lots of Stevens going on. Crush defeating Cato. The Mountie defeating Ken Wayne, which, hi Mountie, I do enjoy the Mountie energy sometimes. I'm the Mountie. Virgil against our man, one up, Barry Horowitz, what up my guy? Barry. And Money Inc., the boys, who we just actually procured for our room, which we'll (laughs) we'll put on the socials. We did procure a wonderful Money Inc. Funko Pop collection, found in town. It is the best. IRS and the Deebs. 
against uh, or defeated. <laughs> it's apparently a Walgreens exclude. Oh, we're still. You're back. I'm still talking about the Funko. Pops. I know. You just moved right on. Defeated <laughs> Burt Styles and Warren Quinn. That's what our September 5th matches. Any of those matches jump out as anything other than what they were. Squash matches that meant nothing. Um, so Rocco mm-hmm. made an appearance. This might be the last time we see Rocco. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I don't. Because I, think... I don't think that they have any more matches after SummerSlam. So anything we see is probably going to be previously filmed. Unless I'm wrong. I don't remember. All I remember is I remember when we first started the rewatch, we started with the Raw from the Manhattan Center. So we watched these pay-per-views leading up, but we didn't take exhaustive notes. We weren't really... We put them on the background. We watched some of the pay-per-views, so we saw them, but I don't remember seeing them. I remember seeing the Steiner Brothers, because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember them from when I was a kid, and they were... I totally forgot about them. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, the Steiner... But I... There's no L-I-D. L-O-D? L-I-T. No Long Island ICs. (laughs) In the Manhattan Center. Um... Oh my God! Ico Pro. We're here. We're Ico here for Pro. it. Ico Pro. Vince going in hard on the Ico Pro. At one point at the end of this LOD match, he starts word vomiting. Ico Pro. SummerSlam. <laughs> LOD. Legion of Doom. Ico Pro. Like he just starts saying things. It's. You were laughing at the time when oh. we were watching it. It was it was pretty good. He just started saying Ico Pro. It was, it, it reminded me of like uh like a Ricky Bobby level. Ico Pro. Yeah. He literally goes Ico Pro, SummerSlam, <laughs> Legion of Doom. <laughs> like I don't understand the connection. I don't understand. What's, I mean, I do, but I also yeah. That's uh that was important in my notes. Um, anything else? Rick Martel still got his feathers on from the event center, coming in hot with Tatanka's feathers. Hopefully that pays off. I think it does. I, don't I think know. it does. I actually don't know if it does I think or not. They do at some point. We'll find out. I know. fight for these feathers. I, I hope so. I hope. I hope maybe, maybe at Survivor Series. I do want to say this on the SummerSlam episode. I mentioned something about the Survivor Series. Oh, I mentioned the fight that Nails and Vince McMahon, the physical altercation between Nails and Vince McMahon, and I mentioned that it happened around the SummerSlam. But it didn't. It happened around Survivor Series. Yeah. And I just said it wrong because I was drinking. And sometimes those things confuse me because they start with S. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's like two double S's. There's nothing wrong with that. All of the listeners out there will accept. <laughs> all, all listener out there will accept. Um, did you know that Crush is from Hawaii? I did. I did. He's coming in strong with the Hawaiian. I love Crush. I know. And he's really wants, he just wants you to know. I mean, I, I gotta say, this is, I, I know a lot of people think the Attitude Era, you know, for, for what it's worth is is the greatest. And I'm not going to necessarily say they're right or wrong, especially as we're up to there in our rewatch. Because oh, that's, I think my favorite wrestling to argue, wrestling to watch, wrestling to be involved in is the Attitude Era. But man, there's a lot of nostalgia coming all the way for the, what's going to be the new generation uh, it is enjoyable to see the bridge. Uh, some of it's very cringy, but it is enjoyable to see this bridge. And I know Crush was part of it to get from that old school wrestling into the Attitude Era. And I mean, there's a, you know, it's funny because as we watch this, and especially where we are now towards the tail end of 99, when we are watching uh, the Attitude Era stuff, you know, uh, Jen, you didn't see this stuff before. So as we watch it all now, you're kind of like, you know, you mentioned, hey, there's not really a ton of people that I remember. It's not a ton of people 
that are here from before. And, and they do, they, they cycle in and they, they cycle back, but it's really, really interesting to see how far things come in seven years. In such a short period of time, things change drastically. Yeah. Like um, when, when, when I go back and look at some of those earlier WrestleMania cards and things like that, that you see, like it's a lot of the same people that are around for a good amount of time. It's really this one little spot where you get a lot of movement, a lot of changing and a lot of changing in the guard. Yeah. On both sides. I mean, who would really imagine that Bret Hart would be gone by 97? Just gone. You know, for how long some of these other people stick around. Same with Shawn Michaels. I yeah, mean, I was going to say, like, if you're watching it in the summer of 97, to think that within a, a year, um, the two biggest players at that time, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, are both going to be gone. Yeah. It's wild. It's um, wild. Yeah. I think the main thing I took away from this particular episode of Superstars um, was that there could be trouble in paradise. Okay. There could be trouble between Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. and Ric Flair Okay. and Bobby Heenan. The three of them may have a, an issue. It could be. I don't know. Vince is really coming at Perfect hard during the commentary, you know... What is this plan B? Is it a lot of discussion about plan B and I'm getting really confused because you know does somebody not use protection? Like make that's a big what oopsie? I keep thinking. You need to go to the pharmacy. I'm like, I don't Yeah. What is this? Do we need a prescription to be Somebody have a little bit of fun last night and you know a lot of discussions of this um, plan B. Yeah, I keep thinking about that too. <laughs> that wasn't around back then, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, I don't know. but if it was, I don't know it, if it was as readily available. So as now they it's like literally it. all I can think of when you say Plan B is uh, the morning after pill. Um, <laughs> th- literally the only thing I can think about. Um, but yeah, so Vince is going hard at Perfect that there's something afoot between the three of them. That Heenan's talking shit on Perfect or Perfect on Heenan, and they both are going to get rid of Flair, and there's this whole thing. And the only promo that really stuck out to me was a quick promo from Razor Ramon and he's just coming specifically at Macho Man saying he's not macho. <laughs> he's not as macho as Razor. Razor is oozing machismo. Oozing. Yeah. And that's really, um, that's what I took from this. Has there ever been, in the short amount of time we've been watching and doing this, like has there ever been a more on the nose, wait a minute, we need to drop this two minute promo. <laughs> Than this razor promo to set up what happens next week. Like, has there ever been anything more to set something up that clearly was added later, right? Because, mm-hmm. th- because that's for a prime time of wrestling show, and we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that in the interlude here because I think it happens before the next superstars, right? Yeah, but you don't find out till that superstars. So right, right. But but it. I'm just saying it's really like a wild situation because as we mentioned at the top. This is an August 10th double showing of Superstars. So when they show us all these matches, these matches yeah. already happened before summer. And obviously the commentary is all filmed. After. Mm-hmm. But it's just great how it's like, hey, we're going to drop this little Razor Nugget. Razor's coming for you, Macho. <laughs> Period. Like, we know nothing of Razor Ramon. Chicken Nuggy. But apparently he's... And, and this is, I think, the first character we've seen that's been introduced in the short amount of time we started the podcast... That instantly is at the top, right? He's introduced, and what did he have? Three or four matches, and now he's going after the number one spot. Like, he's going he's, yeah. after the top spot. No context. Just, I'm more, 
I have more machismo. But in this little amount of time that we've been watching this, there hasn't been someone that has come in with so many vignettes and so many introductions to their character as Razor. You know, like mm-hmm. any of the new people come in hot and fast, like Crush. I mean, he had a couple where he's like a little kid crushing things with a bowl of a thousand chocolate chip cookies, but there's not like so many, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, he goes right to the top. And maybe that's part of the reason, I, I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions because I do kind of like know that he doesn't actually like, whatever, nothing really comes of this. But like maybe that's part of the reason why he never really found, he never really made it to the top. You know, he never made it as a champ. Maybe it's just the timing was wrong and maybe he started out too hot where like then. I would go, I would go the other side. I would say if anything happened with it, it's that he was almost too good to be at the top at that moment. Not even like he came in too fast. It's just like his character as a villain in that way was too, he was, he was too overproduced, like overdeveloped to be like, okay, I'm just now going to immediately have this feud with Macho Man and be a part with these guys who then all leave. Cause they all leave, they all yeah. scatter. And I think that's more the problem is like you have this feud, but then they scatter. Yeah. For various reasons. So then you can't... Like, he. it's not like he's got something with Brett. And it's not like he's got something with Sean. And it's not like he's in a tag team that is going apart. It's just, here he is. And then they throw him in that division. But then that entire division gets wiped out. So then, when he gets in the Intercontinental... Because when we were doing the rewatch... You know, I think even when we talked about the episode... You know, when we found out he passed. Like, the main thing that I remember is when he had the IC belt, it meant something. And it meant something in a way to be like, you have to... It actually reminded me a lot of the game. The game Punch Out. You ever played Punch Out? I've watched you play Punch Out. Yeah, I mean, I've so I've, yeah. so like in Punch Out, you're playing against a couple guys, and then you fight against like a mini, like a mini boss before you know you got to the last last boss. And he always reminded me of like one of those mini bosses where it's like you re- you got to beat this guy to get to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. He was like the high, you got to beat him to get into the upper echelon. So like when he's here. With, you know, doing what he's about to do and getting involved with who he gets involved in. It's like, but then they all leave. So there's really no, there's it's no juice. And he it's doesn't a- have the title. So it's not like he leaves with the, the heavyweight title. He just was there and gone. Like you said, maybe it was timing. I just think maybe he was just too, like he he was too perfect of a, of a heel at this point. It's a weird time. It's a weird time in wrestling. It's That steroid scandal really is making it weird. and Yeah, because I, I can... You know, and again, I don't want to extrapolate, but... Well, you sure do want to. It's like, I could never really imagine him in a match against Yokozuna. That's going to, like, work out. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then like, Hulk Hogan comes back. You always go to that. You always go to that. Well, because that's the, that, that's the next guy, is Yokozuna. He's the guy. And it's like, Razor and Yokozuna, it just doesn't... I don't understand how that would... I wonder if they ever fought. Like, oh, I wonder if there are any televised matches. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, we'll look for it. But if you really think about their two, like, fighting styles, it's like Razor works well with the littler guys. And that's why, and not that Sean's littler, but, like, that's why, you know, his he ladder matches are so good. is littler. Yeah, but he's not, like, the one, two, three kid, because Razor's good with him, too. Like, yeah, I but consider they're, like, them the same, they're, like, so. not, I mean, Sean and... The one, two, three kid are probably about the same height. It's like, not that different. Razor could never do a Razor's edge to Yokozuna. 
Nobody can do a razor's edge. He could never do his like. Like literally, nobody could do a razor's edge. I get it. No, I see what you're saying. But he he couldn't do like his throwback slam. No, he has. He has his. He couldn't do his like sec. His like top rope suplex. Like he couldn't do any of his moves. And so, like, their yeah. styles just wouldn't really, right. I don't know how they would gel. And and then, you know, when we do get Yokozuna later on this year and into next year, it's going to be him. It's going to be Lex Luger. It's going to be a certain level of people that... I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget. It's going to be but... the Lex Express. It's going to be Yokes. Oh, God, yeah. It's going to be Hulk Hogan back for a quick hot minute. It's going to be, um, I think, don't, don't we get... Uh, um, uh, uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed John, I'm thinking Ahmed Brad John. Like, Ahmed no, no, no. Johnson, I think, comes in in like 95. 94, 95. 94, 95. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking about this next year and I'm like, okay, we have this, this, this. And I just know like, because then, then we get Diesel and then you're like, well, Razor and Diesel. They we just get don't. Diesel soon. Diesel comes in like 93. You sure? Mm-hmm. Tail end? I think kind of the tail end, uh, like in the summer. I don't. It, well, yeah, like in the middle, which is like yeah. Summer. Well, I, I'm thinking right in the I'm thinking the next six months. I'm thinking the next little push because because like I said, Razor gets swallowed. I think he just gets swallowed. I think you're right. It's probably timing because I think he just gets swallowed up with the Yokozuna wave that's about to come. Because that really just puts a different level of like who could kind of work well with him on a televised product, right? I guess. At, at least when he's at first, there. he could work well with. I mean, I don't know. I anyway, I don't. We digress. As we are tend to do <laughs> when we get in the weeds of these things, because what actually no, it's happens? No, good because we really don't have much to talk about well, with these. What so. happens is we have a primetime wrestling filming that comes in between these mm-hmm. on a Monday night, and guess what happens? No, it's not in between these. That primetime isn't even shown until after the second oh, superstars. So they just the, mentioned the that it's going superstars. to be shown. This match from Hershey, Pennsylvania, is going to be shown on primetime. That's what they mentioned on the second gotcha. Superstars. But it's not shown until after the Superstars. So for those of us that don't have a straight-up time machine, and for those of us that don't have the ability to go back and, and to have seen this event, the in the other one we're doing is September 12th. So September 12th, again, that was an August 10th filming. The next filming, so when we go to next week's Superstars uh, episode that we do, that's going to actually have been filmed at Hershey. So this must have been filmed when they were filming that, either for primetime wrestling or like the same couple days. But they filmed, and this is how the Superstars opens, Ric Flair wins the title. Mm-hmm. He beats Macho Man mm-hmm. with the assistance of Mr. Perfect and Razor Ramon that rolls up. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because, again, Razor, like we just mentioned... One little promo, he's coming for Macho Man. Yep. There he is, interfering with the title match. Macho Man loses. Macho Man, RIP, <laughs> like, loses in the only Macho Man way to lose. In, a, sub, in a submission fashion. It's Jen, the, how does he lose? <laughs> he passes out from the pain from the figure four leg lock. After um, legit He will not give minutes. up. He will no. not give up. No, no. It is, we, we tried to find this match, and we found it with Spanish commentary, and we should have stuck it out and watched it, but instead we watched like a five minute clip of it with the English commentary, which was just like five minutes of this figure four leg lock. And I have to say, and, and, and you brought up the parallel, and again, you know, we, as part of what we're doing, we are going to, you know, jump back and forth and everything else because this is something that's already happened. But 
you said this reminded you a lot of the Stone Cold Steve Austin energy from him versus Bret Hart, which was and which that, is and that is a great match. Yeah, that that Bret Hart heel match. turn is amazing in that match. But uh, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> how do you keep the legitimacy of that submission hold right? Mm-hmm. And also the toughness of the opponent. You have the person pass out, right? So either like Stone Cold, he lost so much blood, he was ble- he was bleeding so much. It was a lot. Oh yeah. god, it was a lot. Yeah. So that's the thing. He, you know, passed out from loss of blood, but uh, Macho Man passed out from the pain before he could, before he would ever, before he would ever even he think would never about submit submitting. Um, and then he gets carried yeah. out by the Ultimate Warrior. Oh my God! Who I, who looks like somebody's crazy drunk aunt? <laughs> his crazy Farrah Fawcett hair. Like I'm like, wait, is that a what? What large woman is that? And then it's not a woman at all. It was wild. It was wonderful. <laughs> it's really all I can say. Just just the entire scene. It was like because it was the first time I think that you actually saw the difference. In front of you, of like, here's the old guard, here's Macho Man, here's Ric Flair, here's their old style wrestling, and then there's Razor with his outfit that basically remains, you know, he changes his trunks a few times, but it's the same outfit that he has throughout the his entire run in the WWF, and it's just like, yeah, that's the new guy, and this is a new energy. It's like, what is he doing with these older, like this older guard? But they win, and they have a victory party in the locker room. They do the bubbly. The Plan B worked. Ric Flair's got the title back. <laughs> Plan B does sometimes work. That's why they can still give it to you at pharmacy. That's it. Bobby the Brain Heenan showed up. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this of this celebration party was that Mr. Perfect hands Ric Flair a glass of champagne and <laughs> Ric Flair just takes it and dumps it over his head and screams woo. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty perfect, actually. It was pretty perfect. It was great. And then Mr. Perfect just rubbing it in Vince's face the whole time. Oh, you weren't invited to the celebration party. I know you're... I mean, just silly, uh, you know, big brother bully energy that we love from uh, Mr. Perfect. And that's it. Ric Flair's got the title. (laughs) Ric Flair, new champ. I think that was the first five to eight minutes of the superstars. Then we were treated to just the out of context. Now we're going to talk about Razor Ramon, you know, on the commentary Mm -hmm. side. But Razor Ramon beating Gary Jackson. Mm-hmm. Natty D's against Doug Somers and Joe Turner to retain their title, which again, this was filmed on August 10th, so we know they had the title going to SummerSlam. Papa Shango against Justin Taylor mm-hmm. with with a W. There is discussion of the curse on Bret Hart. Mm, yes, there is. Yeah. Big boss man defeating Iron Mike Sharp. He's alive. He's here. He's ready. The boss man. Yep. The Nasty Boys beating Greg Brown and Red Tyler. And of course we have The Undertaker defeating Pat Rose. There it is. There's our matches. There's what we got. Anything on the promo side? Yeah, we got a few promos. Um, There's a promo. This is stupid, but there is a promo from Money Inc. We're at the end. I don't even know why I'm. I don't even know why I'm mentioning this. It's silly. But Ted DiBiase just laughs really maniacally, like ah ha 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 ha, and then he does the thing where he's laughing, and then he just gets completely straight faced and stares at the camera. <laughs> it was really funny, because <laughs> he just did it perfectly. Just the laughing to the straight face, just glaring at the camera. Um, so I enjoyed that. Oh, 
Did you know that Crush is from Hawaii? I did. We found out again. He's really excited. He's representing all the people. He needs to get it off his chest. He said all of his brothers and friends back home, you know, just really feel like he's not embracing his heritage and his culture and his Hawaiian-ness. And uh, he says, aloha. Yep. So he's from Hawaii. Brother. Um... Actually, oh. no. We, we actually knew oh. uh, one of our neighbors was from Hawaii, and they did the brother oh thing, God. and it was he, so cool. He, yeah, but he called you cuz, and it he was did. super cool. It was yeah. super cool. He was a nice guy. He gave us a hibiscus tree. PPOP still out that there. That we named PPOP. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, oh, this is a thing. Jack Tunney, apparently. Hold on. We're going to leave that. Okay. I do want to mention something else that is not about promos. Mm-hmm. That's about, we're going to go back. We're going to press rewind. We're going to go back to this Ric Flair Macho Man match. Okay. Apparently, Vince was so mad about how their match went. Like, I guess it was really, like, shitty. That he made them do it again on the filming. And I just want to know what that's like for people in the audience. Well, I wonder if they just... I don't know. See, here's what I'm thinking. And like, you kind of have to take this for what it is. But there's an interview with Marty Jannetty. Where I think that we had you watch an interview. It's kind of within the last maybe 10 years. Pretty recent-ish. Not super recent. Um, And he's talking about the barbershop incident. And he claims that he got thrown through real glass and there were like four of those barbershop uh, windows and three of them were sugar glass. And the one he got thrown through was real glass on accident. That's what he claims. But he does mention in this video that he was just really happy that it all went right because he went through the real glass. And because I guess Sean like actually like kicked him pretty hard. So he mentioned that and he said, you know, sometimes people didn't realize this. If things don't go right. You got to film it again. Vince will make you do it again. And that's really embarrassing because you're in front of a live crowd and people are like, wait, what? You know, like this is supposed, I'm supposed to believe this is real. And like, you're kind of like redoing it. So with that knowledge, then knowing that they filmed it again, I I feel like this is something that must have happened. And it's something I think I'm going to look into. Like how many times were matches or promos redone because Vince or, or as somebody didn't like how they came out. That's a cool thing. We'll have to check that out. I mean, I would imagine I'm just thinking out loud, you know, depending on how many tapings or things they do. You know, I wonder if they, you know, do a couple tapings in a day or however they did that. You know, so then maybe you just did it. You did it once earlier and then came out again and acted like he didn't lose and, did, you know, that sort of deal. So I, I would I would imagine you would not go back and do it again in that context. Like a promo I could see potentially like, I can't imagine you come out, do a match, then come back and do a match again. Like, that would just be very strange well, for all I the actually, people there. And I'll tell you where I got this info from. It's from WWE Network News. So it's not like I got it from... Um, no, no, no. I get it. But I mean, like, I would, I, I don't really know, you know, and, and we'll have to dive deep more about that. Like, But, like, I don't really know how that would necessarily flow to be like here's our main event because that must have been well the that's kind of my point it's so like they must have, i would imagine they did it another of like another taping that day maybe i don't know um i don't know man apparently it was filmed september 1st in hershey pennsylvania so it was filmed in the same day and you're right it had to have been the main event if it's a you know championship match so i don't know 
And I guess what they showed on the primetime was uh, like a mishmash of both of those matches. Oh, okay. Um, so they actually put them together. So it probably was the same crowd. I mean, you would notice if you're watching a match and the people in the front row are completely right. different. So right. I just, I want to, I want to know more about that. <laughs> I want to know more about that, that whole thing, because it, it's, it's so funny to think how, um, how precious people in this industry hold the kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And then to do something like that, where like now I've heard two instances, one on the WWE, WWE, you know, news network, you know, one from Marty Jannetty where this has happened. So it's kind of like, I think that maybe when you don't have any idea that the internet will sometime exist, you could be like, ah, well, if 20 people or 20,000 people, however many people are in a crowd, you know, maybe have some questions. That's whatever. Cause the, the grand, you know picture is all these people watching tv will at least see what we want them to see but you know with the right. internet you can't right you can't even pretend yeah, and i mean i i'm pretty sure you know once we get i'm i'm, I'm ver- fairly sure once we get into you know and obviously with these <clears throat> pay-per-views and stuff like that's all happening live so you can't really do anything about that right you can't go back and redo it you know i think once you get into the yeah more of the raw era and stuff like that i think it just kind of is what it is but yeah that's I, why maybe some pay-per-views are dramatically better than others you know outside of what you were going to say with uh jack tunney is there anything else you wanted to add because <laughs> i, I want to come back to that because that's also my winner and loser <laughs> so that's what i wanted um no man we've got a new champion i don't know new it's champion. so weird things are happening they're going to start happening real fast and in weird ways like this and i'm excited to see it happen um because i know who the champ is come survivor series you know yeah and well, the audience may or may not if they're just following along with their earbuds. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, but it's not really a spoiler where it is from almost 30 years ago. But, yeah. Let's, so things are going to happen fast. Let's jump in then to our uh, our normal wrap-up here. Our money grab right off the gate. Ica Pro. Ica Pro. Ica Pro. <laughs> Ica Pro. I think it's going to be consistently a money grab until we add Raw, and then we're also going to get Macho Man snapping into those Slim Jims. Um Ica Pro. Yeah. Ica. You gotta want it. Oh man, we're gonna get the commercials with Razor. Uh-huh. Working out with Tatanka. Tatanka. With uh-huh. Lex. Uh-huh. With, oh my god, the Brett one. When he's just walking at the camera with his belt. Ica so Pro. <laughs> oh my god. So good. It's the best. Who was our best dressed this week? Ooh. Um. You know, nobody really stuck out to me. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have anybody where I'm like, oh, that person. You know, I feel like Rocco looked pretty sharp. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. You know what? I'm going to take that back. I, I have nobody. I have no one. Okay. That's, that's where I am. My best dressed, because he's in person interacting with people that we know, yeah. Razor Ramon. Because he comes out, interferes with the match, and never tosses his toothpick. It stays in his mouth the entire time. Does it? It does. Okay. I watched. I'm giving it to okay, Razor. Okay, okay. I'm going to give it specifically to his mouth with his toothpick. That's it. Because okay. he came out, he had all the machismo, and as he's beating him, they're just talking about machismo. They're just Razor's it's oozing got, everywhere. Just oozing the machismo. How, how can you ignore something that's just Wonderful. Like oozing all over Because on the primetime, wasn't it Bobby? It was Bobby and Vince, I think, that are narrating it. Because I think it is Bobby Heenan. Because I don't think it's... Mr. Perfect. It's definitely not Mr. Perfect because Mr. Perfect is at ringside. The prime times 
I think, are Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. But or, no, that's Vince. Challenge. But this was Vince. So this that's was the Challenge. Vince. I'm pretty sure it is. I I'm think right. it was definitely Vince. Yeah. It was definitely Vince. So I'm going to give that portion to Razor. Oh, perfect. I do like Perfect's outfit, too. His Mr. Perfect like jacket is pretty good. It's, but on the back end, blockly. I'm going to give you my winner and loser. You you come with me, okay. you don't come with me. Okay. There's one more promo we didn't talk about. Skinner <laughs> appears without his tar chaw whatever chew. Yeah. Yelling about how Jack Tony says that he's banned tobacco. To which oh. Skinner says, "I skin alligators. I'm going to skin all these people with all my uh, you know, with my hands, the the pressure of the, the alligator, and he's he's listing off about how badass alligators are, and he's gonna beat people up too. But he he wants his tobacco back. So the loser of this is Skinner, because obviously he has an addiction to chewing tobacco, which has now been banned at his workplace. But the winner is everyone else, because we don't need to see. The black tar spit no. thing that is really grimy. I don't think it really goes away, though. I feel like we're going to see more of it, but I don't know. I think we also see more of it, but at least in this promo, we didn't. So we That's won. That's true. That's true. We won, and we heard Jack it was bad. for once, you made a good decision that we can stand behind. <laughs> like, the Jack Tunney thing, though, now that I think about it, because now it's really going to come back into full swing. Like the seeds are here for evil Vince, but just Jack Tunney is, is such a, it, he's such a, like an eighties cartoon villain, you know, it's just like Jack Tunney, man. It's all reinstate macho. Like it's Jack Tunney's fault, everything. And then it yeah. goes to gorilla. It's so funny. It's like, you always need somebody at the top to blame at all times. And right. it's always fake. Even when it's Vince, like, it's just so mm-hmm. it's, it's, and then you have the commissioner, like he's like, who's the, who, so there's Jack Tunney and then there's Gorilla Monsoon's a commissioner for a while, right? But Gorilla's not the commissioner now. So right now it's Jack Tunney's the president he's the and president. I think he's also like the commissioner, But right? then they don't talk, they don't say the word commissioner, I don't think right now. Until no. I think Gorilla comes in and then he is the commissioner and then you get Roddy, then Gorilla and then... No, 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 you're missing. Gorilla Monsoon is becomes the commissioner. But then Sergeant Slaughter becomes a commissioner. No, but not till yes. It's... And then Roddy Piper, and then back to Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, see, I thought Slaughter came. I thought it was Gorilla Roddy Gorilla Slaughter. Well, well, whatever. They're all they're all players in the commissioner game. Right, and and then then we get Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And then I think at some point soon we're gonna get McFoley. I believe, if I recall correctly. And then like. Stone Cold's the CEO. Like, there's just so, much, so much insanity. So much... Which is definitely not right now. Right now, it's just Jack Tunney, and that is enough. And I, and, and I think what we're going to do, and we're going to post it on our socials, is I think we're going to try every year around the Survivor Series to just look back at our org chart. Or maybe we should do that right going into the Royal Rumble. Make an org chart. Because right now, it's Jack Tunney. I don't know who the commissioner is. I know who my announcers are. But I don't know. Because like you said, it's because at some point, it the is like Sergeant Slaughter. Too, and, so much. Yeah. Because they go, you know, I think DiBiase comes in and out and does some guest announcing. Obviously, we need the King. Bastion Booger. Oh, he's only there, I think, once. Well, I think it's for like four weeks. There's like a few weeks where they just have a different guest like every day. Oh, Um, that's because Macho Man was wrestling. Yeah. Because when Macho Man would wrestle. Well, because Macho was an announcer for a while. Well, because Monday Night Raw is Macho and then that comedian and then Vince. 
Heenan for like a hot minute. Yeah. Well, anyway. Heenan for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. And then Heenan gets bounced and then Heenan's over on WCW. I wish we could watch all of the, um, I know you don't, but I wish, wish that we could watch like all the challenges in prime times too easily for like doing this. So we could really just get, you know, we could get Lord Alfred well, Hayes and I love the Bobby Gorilla situation. I, I feel like I'm missing out. In a perfect world, there is someone at WWE Entertainment who maybe listens to this podcast or listens to any <laughs> other podcast or whatever. They just casually hear it and they're like, you know what we should do? We should just curate by year. So somebody could just press play and get all the stuff going together that year. Oh, so we could go to like 92 and then have it And just play whatever content they have. Because it's like right now, because once you get to SmackDown being born and you're in the Attitude Era too, it's like you got to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth between the two shows because they're obviously taking place in between each other. And then once, even when we're here, it's going to be superstars. It's going to be superstars and raw superstars and raw. It'd be cool if somebody just curated it. Cause I mean, it's, it's gotta be a way that someone could do it. And you're just like, here's 92, you know, and you could just look at it chronologically say, okay, so here's everything in the order of what we have just press play and it keeps going and you follow along. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like as if they made it be like, you know, a soap opera that it may or may not be right. Just put it here, just watch it. So then that way you don't have to look now, obviously have everything else curated the way it is. Too, but just add that little feature, and that way you don't have to look for the next pay per view. Oh wait, well what's in between here or there? Oh, there was a London show that we have available, and plop that in. Because I think that would just make it uh, make it cool, right? So you can kind of follow along. Yeah, that's my wish. Maybe someday, as we're doing this, all of a sudden it happens. We'll be like, hey, maybe somebody heard something somewhere, or not. Anything else you want to add on this one, Jen? No, um, no. <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything else. Anything like you're looking forward to in the next couple of weeks as we build the Survivor series. Mm, I am excited because I really don't I don't know much about this upcoming Survivor series. I know a few of the matches or parts of them, but I really don't remember I don't remember watching this one. So, um Big. I'm looking forward to it. I think there might be a new intercontinental champion soon is that what you're getting at i saw a glint I feel in your eye there. like you're uh big trying... four big four ratings right now i know we've talked about this before royal rumble's coming up yeah that'll always be my favorite this in general not just, just in the, general i this, could just put on a royal this rumble. particular one was my first pay-per-view i'm pretty sure so i think i watched it 347 times when i was a, when i was a kid so i'm excited um, this is the one where they debut you Narcissus. You were tape culture, right? Where you got like tapes of the old events and then you watched everything, right? That was that was like your I thing. I was my dad had a coworker that had a box, a hot box, I mm-hmm. believe they were called. And I had the day after the pay-per-view, my dad would come home from work with a VHS tape of the pay-per-view for me that was taped by his friend, his coworker. So I would go to school the Monday after the pay-per-view and I would just like, and all the boys would just be so excited and like screaming about the new champ and this and that. And I would just try and like ignore what they were saying, but it, you know, inevitably stuff would get spoiled for me. But, um, yeah, so I, that's what it was. I don't think that we ever really ordered any, I mean, maybe one or two, but I really don't think so. My, I, I had tapes of all of them. Yeah. But when I was younger, 
I think for the most part, since there were only these four for the first few years, I think we would kind of like, I think we'd kind of order them or we'd like watch them with like neighborhood kids or stuff. We kind of do it that way. Um, otherwise when I got older, I went and filled in the gaps at like Blockbuster when they'd come out on Coliseum Home Video. So we didn't have the hot box thing, but I know that was the thing. Cause I know mm-hmm. I, I will always remember watching, I guess what, 95 when diesel knocks everybody out. I remember seeing that like my friend's mm-hmm. house cause he had a hot box. So we taped it and I think his parents were like divorced or something. So like he, he would only come to like this house, like once every couple weeks or so, you know, something, something like right, that. So right. like when he came into town, he was there for like a week or a weekend or whatever. We watched it cause he's like, Oh, I have it. And he like wrestling. And I remember that. I think I saw, like, one later on, I think I went to a few parties at my friend's house. You know, like, pay-per-view type parties. But I think this is when I was kind of a little bit less invested in it. So I don't remember those as much. I think this is more Attitude Era stuff. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's just the the tape culture is alive and well. And I only brought that up because I just think about these. And whenever I think about my youth and pay-per-views, it's always, I remember the Royal Rumbles. And then I, usually I remember Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, then WrestleMania, and then Survivor Series would always just be like, oh, man. I feel like the WrestleManias are always um, fun because there's just so much pomp and circumstance around them. They were, but I would always remember the SummerSlam because it was, like I said, around my brother's birthday, so he yeah. would get it or we would get it or someone would get it. And it was just in the summer, so it was just something, you know, especially once Raw comes and you really start to, you know, remember all those nostalgic things where you're like, that's right. So, like, we did get something new in the summer. That was one of the only new things you got in the summer was wrestling. Everything else was on repeat. So, like, here's more wrestling. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sit and watch all the baseball. but Well, you know, in my house, we sure did. Um... My house, they watched it, too. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But doesn't mean I watched it with them. Let's go Mets, huh? I know. Let's right? go Mets. Hopefully. This, this is not is a Mets podcast, but let's go Mets. Hopefully this is a time capsule. Oh hopefully God. they do well. Let's go Mets. <laughs> it's the famous last words of every Mets fan. That's it. Well... This Uh, one, done and dusted. September part one. We'll be back next week with September part two. two. Um, As we build. Four. Three left, I think. Four left, probably, before we get to that Survivor Series, I think. Possibly we might have a special guest. Maybe. We'll keep that under wraps until we we know know for sure. We don't know. Um, You should follow us on Twitter. At, at blc underscore pod you should follow us on instagram blc mixtapes oh sh- no becky left the chat period in between each word oops you should email us <laughs> <laughs> becky left the chat at gmail.com yeah you should uh, do those things please like we said as we go through this we're looking to get some name ideas so if you do hit us up let us know what do you think as we're gonna add raw because yeah. next year our format's gonna be well not next year Next podcast year, these 93, it's going to be, we're going to incorporate a Superstars Raw, so it's going to be a weekly um, kind of review. So instead of it being two weeks in one, it's going to be two episodes in one. It's going to be one week at a time, yeah. So even if, you know, maybe there's a challenge available or... Mm -hmm. Whatever, I know there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of crazy stuff that starts to happen that we'll we'll watch what we can. and then we'll give a separate episode to the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially when In Your House is starting and all that, that's not going to start for a couple of years. But we'll definitely give them the special episode. Well, we're going to get a King of the Ring next year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get a fifth pay-per-view, for sure. Yeah. So that'll be something. 
Although this year we did have a couple extra little ones. But as they say. They and, say that anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And we say Montreal may or may not happen. Yeah.